Welcome to the Art of Conversation. I'm your host, Jay LaRock. With the stress that has come along with COVID, a lot of people have struggled with their weight and being healthy this past year. And during the holidays, a lot of people often struggle with overeating, lack of exercise, as they go into the new year and make resolutions to become healthier. But for anyone that has struggled with weight loss, you know that it is a marathon and not a sprint. With all the weight loss plans, diets, and fads, it may work for some, but for most of us, we have to fight the struggle for a long time. We continue our health and wellness series with, well, actually, why don't we let her tell you? My name is Carrie Swadecki, and I hold the following Guinness World Record titles. The longest video game marathon, the longest video game marathon on a dance game, the longest video game marathon on a just dance game, the longest video game marathon on a rhythm game, the longest video game marathon on a motion sensing dance game, the most high scores achieved on a dance video game series in 24 hours, and most recently, the longest mobile app marathon. And I'm best known for playing Just Dance for 138 hours to set the iconic overall longest video game marathon of all time. And I've also been inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame. I hold 13 Guinness World Record titles and I've been featured in 13 Guinness World Record books. Never give up on your dreams. So some of you might be asking, what does all those video games and world records have to do with weight, wellness and health? Well, that is exactly how Carrie started her journey, in an arcade. But all of us inside, when we make that decision to begin the path to wellness, there's usually a breaking point or a spark or something that gives us that motivation to begin that long, long marathon. And that's what I wanted to ask Carrie. What was that breaking point for her? I have to take it back to a little bit of journey. I didn't have an awakening where I said, I have to lose weight. I had a breaking point where I said I had enough for people making fun of me. And uh, I grew up being an athlete. I was a 120 pound athlete, size 9, 10 in high school. I grew up running cross country, playing tennis, soccer, and being a tap dancer. And I went, I went to UC Santa Barbara to get my BA. Um, I gained 90 pounds in six years. I went from being an athlete to being obese and overweight. And I, I didn't even recognize myself in my photos anymore. I didn't recognize that person in the mirror anymore. And I kind of had given up thinking that the best days of my life were in high school, what I had achieved being a great athlete on the high school teams and playing in invitationals for tennis. And I went to the arcade. Well, I didn't go to the arcade. I went to Foster's Donuts, which was next to the arcade, to go get a donut. I went from being a 120-pound athlete to being 210 pounds, a plus size 1820. And I went to go get a chocolate donut. And I heard this music coming from the arcade next door. So I went over there to check it out. And I saw this game called Dance Dance Revolution. It was incredible. And I thought, this looks amazing. And I decided to throw that donut away. And I thought, nobody's watching because I was a little embarrassed. And I thought... I'll put some tokens in there. I'm going to give it a try. So I put some tokens in and I started to play and I quickly died after 10 steps. But somebody was watching a guy and he shouted at me and he laughed and he pointed and he goes, you suck. 
And I just hit a breaking point. Yeah, I hit a breaking point at that. And I was like, I am so tired of people laughing at me because of my weight. And I decided at that moment that I was going to come back and I was going to master this game. And I was going to show that kid that I didn't suck. And coming back day by day, it became a dream where I wanted to take I wanted to take first place in the local dance dance revolution tournament. This was back in June of 2000 when I fell in love with the game instantly. And I just had an instant connection with it. And I kept coming back and I thought I'm going to take first place. I'm going to show everybody I can play this game. And in the process of chasing that dream, I lost 75 pounds and went down 10 sizes. So it wasn't that I said, I'm going to lose a weight. It was chasing that dream and showing that I could play that game with determination. I never took first place in the local tournament, but finally nine years later in 2009, I took third place and I won $3 and I went to Costco and I bought a hot dog and soda. (laughs) So I never achieved it, but you know, I got so much more out of it from that. And that's kind of what started all of this. And and I thought even bigger beyond that moment, you know, I thought, okay, I've achieved this. And I'm also a teacher. I began my teaching career in 2000 as well, when I was 23 years old, as well as my extra gaming career. Extra gaming are games that promote fitness movement. And um, I decided that I lost all this weight. And I remember looking, I was teaching second grade at Sandrini Elementary School And I looked outside and kids weren't doing PE anymore. And the the childhood obesity was a huge epidemic at the time. It was a huge discussion in the public. And I thought, I've got to get these kids moving. Video games are their language of today. It's this generation's language. And I've lost all this weight. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm running half marathons. I'm running 5Ks. I'm going to write a grant and I'm going to get this in my classroom and I'm going to make kids move. And at that point, I hadn't even owned a gaming console since I was 18 years old. The last one I owned was original Nintendo. So I wrote, (laughs) yeah, so I I was pure arcade at that point. And I uh, wrote a grant through DonorsChoose.org. I wrote for them and I got PS2s, I got Wii's, I got Dance Mats, Just Dance, all those things. And we started playing in the classroom and I saw something incredible happen, something special happen. Kids were excited about movement again, and kids were running up, and they go, can I pick the song for the day? And then they're, they're all, I've worked on my movement. Can I please pick it? And they were all getting specialized movements, and I had parents call me and say, are you really playing video games in your classroom for PE? I said, yeah. They go, is this something I should get for my house? My kid loves it. Can I come down and check it out, too? And I had parents coming down. So it started out small, and I knew I had something special. And I was demonstrating for Konami with Dance Dance Revolution. I was one of their demonstrators. And I would fly around and talk to politicians about using Dance Dance Revolution in the classroom. And I said, I'm going to set a Guinness World Record. I was in Austin, Texas with them at the Entertainment Software Association Day, demonstrating Dance Dance Revolution and speaking to their governor at the time uh, to use it in the classroom. And I said, did you guys know that I've been training to set a Guinness World Record? And they said, really? I said, yeah, this is what I'm doing. It's set at 13 hours. I'm going to break it at 16 hours. I'm pretty close. I'm at 10 hours already. And I said, my target is to educate educators that we need to be using video games in the classroom to reach the connection with the kids to get them moving. And I thought they thought I was crazy at that breakfast that morning. And when I flew, I flew home and 
the next day I received a personal phone call from Konami and they said, we, we love your idea. They go, wherever you were going to do it, tell them you're not going to do it there, that you're going to do it with us. And we're sponsoring you. And they flew me back to the U.S. Obesity Prevention Summit in Charleston, West Virginia. I had there was staff from the White House there, people from the Biggest Loser, um, head educators from all around the world were there. And they put Supernova 2, the arcade machine, Dance Dance Revolution, in the middle of the walkway as everyone came in. They flew in an adjudicator from New York for Guinness World Records. And that's where my Guinness World Record dreams started, was right there. And I set my very first world record. It was probably the greatest moment of my life. I was three days, um, no, it was four days after my 35th birthday. I had just turned 35 on July 27th. Uh, July 23rd, but I said it on July 27, 2011, and it was, I can't explain it, and I told the, I still remember the Guinness World Record adjudicators named Philip. I said, you're here witnessing the greatest moment in my life. This is incredible, and um, I came home, and I, I remember my feet were swollen, and I couldn't walk the airplane, airport to get home, and I'm, I'm hugging, I wouldn't check in my certificate, I'm hugging it because it was framed, <laughs> And um, they, they, I said, you don't understand. And they had me in the newspapers the next day. And I saw those newspapers and um, they gave me a ride in the little golf cart <laughs> to the airport terminal. <laughs> and I, and I told the lady in the airplane, I said, I can't even check this in on the thing above me. She let me actually hold it the whole way home. So it was pretty incredible. And I knew that I could have done more, but I had the wrong equipment. I had the wrong nutrition system. And um, that's where it began. But I never wanted to do another world record past that first one. I never wanted to. And my goal was not for me to lose weight. My goal was to educate people in the process of getting better with this dream, to show the kid who made me feel bad about myself. I just had enough of people laughing at me because of my weight gain. I mean, I gained 90 pounds in six years. I was a plus size 1820. And, and all of a sudden, now I was all the way down to a size six, 135 pounds from playing the game that I love every day in the arcade. And I just, um, that's what inspired me. And then it inspired me to get a whole nother generation fit. And then inspired me to set world records to educate people on a greater level, the public internationally. And the response I got from that was incredible. I, I never wanted to set another one, but people pushed me to go beyond my limits. And they said, we think it's wonderful what you're doing. I wish I had a teacher like you in high school. Maybe I would have loved PE. Maybe I would have loved doing physical fitness. If I had someone like you to introduce a different system, something non-traditional that I do love doing, playing video games. And I got teachers reaching out to me and um, the local gaming store said, I think it's really amazing what you're doing. My son loves you. He read your article. We saw the news clippings, the news things. I would love to sponsor you, said another one. I said, I don't I don't think so. I said, that was the only one I'm going to do. And all the parents at work started cutting out Black Friday sales in November of 2011. And they said, you have to buy a, um, an Xbox 360 with a Kinect for yourself. It's neat. You don't have to hold anything. I said, I don't know. I, I'm an arcade and I, I feel like I'm betraying my my community if I do. I'm like, I'm pure arcade, right? Playing Dance Dance Revolution. And they said, no, you have to get this. You have to get a game called Just Dance. At this point, I didn't own Just Dance yet. 
it was 2011. I said, really? And they go, you have to get a game called Dance Central too. And you have to play it on the Kinect. And I go, oh my gosh. So I stood in line at Black Friday and I bought this Xbox 360 Kinect for $150. It was on sale. And I bought Dance Central 2 and I bought Just Dance 3. And and I'll tell you, it just happened to be that I put Dance Central 2 in first. That's why in 2012, my 24-hour world record was with Dance Central 2 because I happened to put that game in first and I got addicted. Mm -hmm. And I was... I went over to Otto's Video Games More, where I've set a majority of my world records, but a couple of them. And I, I go, do you mind if I rent your Xbox? They charge $5 an hour. I said, I bought this Xbox, and I don't know if I want to keep it and connect. It's really not my forte. I do arcade, Dance Central Revolution. He goes, I know you are. And so I, I rented it. And for my first time I played Dance Central 2, I played it for nine hours straight. Wow. And, um, and everybody was standing around in this gaming store. They play tabletop like World of Warcraft and um, Warhammer and things like that. And I said, they were standing around. They go, that's incredible. I said, oh, thank you. I just set the world record this last summer for Dance Dance Revolution. I played it for 16 hours. And Otto goes, you have to set another world record. This is cool. And I said, do you mind if I come back again? I want to see how long I can play it. And the store was at that time open for 12 hours straight. They used to be open for 12 hours. And I, next day I rented it, the space again, and I played it for 12 hours straight. And the current world record for Dance Central was set at 22 hours. I said, I think I could actually break this thing. And everyone's all, these people are coming. Some lady yesterday played it for nine hours. I said, that was me. <laughs> and I was still thinking about returning the Xbox 360 with Kinect because I was like, I don't know if I want to keep this console for $150. And so I was like, okay. And I thought, I think I, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the motion sensing dance games. And I said, let's do it. And I went and I played it for 24 hours straight um, that summer of June. Uh, it was, I believe it was June 2012 I played it for 24 hours straight. And um, I was having some hard times. And everybody, all the gamers who had witnessed me doing this, they brought sleeping bags. And they spent the night with me to make sure that I would make it to my 24-hour goal. So it's pretty incredible. And, and, you know, and and that's what I say. My weight life journey is not that I that I said that I was going to do. It's just because I kept dreaming bigger. I set building confidence and I started dreaming bigger And my community inspired me. I saw what it meant to them. Every time I set another world record, it opened the doors for another classroom, another teacher to be open minded to putting video games in there and utilizing it to get kids fit. So I saw the power of my world records, but I also saw people my age, moms and dads reaching out to me saying, Hey, I think I'm going to use this too. And they started using it and they started saying they lost some weight too. And that they felt great about themselves and they were doing it together as a family with their kids. So I was having impact in two different ways and I felt great. And so I loved what I did and I kept pushing myself. And in the process, I kept getting better. I kept getting more fit and I was running um, a half a marathon a month. I even ran the LA marathon and I started running 200 mile races because the power of extra gaming. And that's how my weight loss journey began. And I think, and I think the, the positivity part is really important because I think what happens is a lot of people, especially in the beginning, start off with so much negativity. And when you were talking about how if, especially in gym class in school, if the positivity was there, 
that it could have sparked a lot more for kids that maybe weren't trying to be jocks or something like that. We mirror each other in age, and I remember going to gym class, and it was like a horror show because you're already either in middle school or high school, and kids are cruel and making fun of you, but then the coaches and any the staff is not there to help you either. They don't I, I mean, I can understand because there's pressure, you know, you have a lot of kids and you can't really focus on everyone and everyone's issue, but it's just hard for someone, especially a kid who's overweight, to just go into a gym class and all of a sudden be able to perform or find some kind of path when they're surrounded by negativity, which is why I just wanted to ask, going back to that first time when you stepped into the arcade and, and the the kid made fun of you, for a lot of people, that would have been it. You know, um, we we like to be strong and we like to say that we're going to persevere. But especially when it comes to weight loss, there's so many setbacks that come in and push people back. And some people don't get back on that treadmill. What was it that was that made you be able to say, you know what, I'm going to come back, especially in public? Because I mean, it's one thing to do something privately, but to actually put yourself out there where people will see you again and you know people are going to say something, whether it's online or in person. How did you find that strength to do that? You know, I just I made a commitment to myself that day that I had enough. And I grew up being an athlete. I, an athlete. I've been a com- I was a competitive person. I played sports since I was five years old. But I lost that spark when I lost myself for a time being. And when I had gained weight, I, I had it. I didn't know who I was anymore. And when I when that moment just struck me, it just, it just hit a chord with me. I actually had an instant connection with that game because it had everything that I loved in it, music, the, it had the video gaming, which I grew up playing. It had uh, the athleticism. It just something that moment connected with me. And when that kid did that to me and I still know who he is and I, one day I will approach him and one day I will thank him because I'm not mad at him. He gave me a dream. He gave me a purpose in life, and that purpose has changed my life and introduced me to my true love of Guinness World Records and chasing marathon world records and inspiring others that the impossible is possible if you have the courage to chase your dream. And it just, I don't know, it just struck a chord with me, and I said, that's it. And I had just moved home from UC Santa Barbara. I was living with my mom until I got my own place. And I remember I went home after that and I said, some kid laughed at me and she had no idea what I was talking about. I said, I was playing dance, dance revolution. She didn't know what it was. And I went down the hallway. My mom has always kept all our photos and our achievements and our trophies and those things. And I saw my photos of me playing tennis and soccer and running. And I went in the bathroom. I remember I went in the bathroom. I looked at it. I said, I'm done. I go, I'm going to show that kid I can do it. And that is it. And that's, that's, it just set me off and I never gave up. I was a plus size 1820 and I just kept going back and it, nobody took me serious. You know, back then in the height of dance, dance revolution, you'd put the, the tokens up and uh, wait your turn. And you know, I would die quickly. And there was always the ones who were fantastic that were really good at fast steps and high scores. And they were like, Oh, just let her have her moment. Right. But I found my, um, a genre of dance dance revolution, which is marathoning. And that is something that I excelled at. I've never been very good at high scores and accuracy, but I've been great at, at, it's like comparing a sprinter to a distance runner, high scores or sprinters, because you exert a lot of energy all at once. 
And a person who does marathoning is a distance person. They pace themselves so they can last forever. Might not look pretty, but they get the job done. And that's what I do. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and I found my forte within that genre that I enjoyed overall time, going for that overall time. So that's just, you know, I can't explain it. It's just something that I felt. It's just something that came to me. And I'm so glad it did because you can go your whole life and never find your passion. But I found it at that moment, at a, mo a moment that was negativity, I found my passion. And I turned it into something I never imagined I could do. And, and in that process, I've evolved, I've transformed. I've been doing this for 21 years, being a professional gamer, but nine years setting Guinness World Records. And over those years, I'm not the same person I was at that moment, but I've evolved. And I've been able to share this passion with, with so many people and work with many different companies, but I've evolved as a person too. And I'm pretty, I'm very thankful to have had this opportunity for so long to be a part of this uh, genre for so long and have impact. You know, I, in 2018, I got inducted into the international video game hall of fame. That was incredible to be recognized. I became the second woman to be inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame, but the first person for my genre, the first person for modern games, um, and also the first person for dance rhythm games for extra gaming. So it felt everybody else had been classic arcade or um, retro consoles like Atari and Nintendo. But I was the first person to break into the modern era and being inducted into that International Video Game Hall of Fame. And for me, it was groundbreaking because it gave a voice to every little girl dreaming of doing incredible things. They now have a place in history. Guinness World Records has opened that door to give a place. But now the International Video Game Hall of Fame has. And I would love to see more women my age in competitive gaming and esports. I feel like we're being left out of that dialogue. And I feel like they're being left out of the streaming community as well and getting recognized. And I would love to fight for us. And my next world record in November 2021 is definitely hopefully going to open that door for women my age. I am now 44, but I'll be 45 when I set that world record. And I break my iconic overall longest video game marathon of all time when I played uh, Just Dance for 138 hours. I plan to break it in November 2021 with Pokemon Go. And a mar using Marathon is is perfect example, not only for what you do with the world of records, but it's also in weight loss, because I think what ends up happening is we're bombarded, especially on television and, and on social media, with the idea of, you know, quick weight loss. And, you know, sometimes it works for people, depending on what they do, their metabolism, their fitness level, different things. But for a lot of us, it's something that is a marathon that is never going to end. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. And that's what you've talked to about as well, that it's not just about weight loss. It's about the balance of being healthy and also being happy. But for people out there, whether they're young or old, and they, they see that long marathon ahead of them, that long, cold road, and they don't know if they can get up every day and keep traversing down that road, what, what would you tell them about your experiences about being able to continue on that marathon and not giving up? You know, I think, okay, age, size, weight are all just numbers. 
the rock, they're all just numbers. And if you focus on the weight of the scale, focus on the size of your clothes, then we're never going to be content. It isn't about that. It's about being a healthy size and mentally healthy that allows you to achieve your dreams, whatever your personal dream it is. Maybe it's just to walk around the block two times. Maybe it is to run the LA Marathon. Maybe it's to run a 5K race, or maybe it's just that you can exercise for 20 minutes a day at something that you enjoy. And I've been there. I understand. I've been a size six all the way to a plus size 18, 20. I've been every size in the book that you can think of over the years. Uh, and I've set my world records at various size as well. Our body changes and embrace it. I've embraced my body. My body has changed on me since I've turned 40. It is what it is. It doesn't make me less of an athlete than who I was before I gained 30 pounds. In fact, I'm still setting world records at this new weight. And I embrace my curvy body. I embrace my age. I embrace my fine lines in my salt and pepper gray hair that's popping up. <laughs> I embrace it all because it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my narrative of life. You can't give up. Now you just work with who you are. And that's a part of a part of aging. I, 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 you know, I used to say that it's so easy to become comfortable with who you are, your routine, you get comfortable with routine that you start eating a lot. For me, I love fast food. I love fast food. Um, and I do allow a couple cheat days, but I can get really comfortable with it. And I could go every day if I wanted to. And when I do, I know what the results will be from that. So it's easy to get comfortable with our routine. Oh, I'm going to take another day off. I'm going to take another day off. That's why it's so important to find something that you enjoy, something that you love, and to change it up. You can't keep doing the same thing all the time. I can't imagine waking up every day and doing the exact same routine, running the exact same path, um, playing the exact same just dance game, dance, same dance, dance revolution routine, and doing the exact same thing. You're going to get bored and you're going to get burnt out. You have to change it up. I'm a part of two different run groups. Um, I go power walking all the time. I take different paths. I never repeat the same path. I put on a backpack. It's got battery chargers. It's got water. And I park my car somewhere random. And I take off walking. Um, I go to my dance studio, my childhood dance studio. Mr. Marvin's still my instructor today. He was my childhood instructor. He's helped me train for all my world records. We change up our routine that we do there. I do all different kinds of things to keep it fresh. And I always look for new ideas as well. Otherwise, I'm going to get bored. So you have to find a community that inspires you, that pushes you, that motivates you. And I always set up goals. If I um, achieve not with size, not with weight, if I achieve what I wanted to, um, running so many miles for the week or power walking so many miles or dancing for so long, then I treat myself. Maybe it's going to have a Frappuccino at Starbucks. Maybe it's going to buy myself a new workout off outfit, make myself feel good. And, you know, I or I'm going to take a day off and watch my favorite show on Netflix and binge, you know, on popcorn and stuff. So I also set myself up with goals to encourage myself. There has to be a reward. You can't just keep pushing, pushing and doing the same thing or else you do get stuck in that marathon. That's an endless loop that never seems to stop. Take back and reflect how far you've come. Congratulate yourself. I sometimes I think like I want to give up, but I think 
where I came from. How can I give up? I've come so far. Let's keep pushing a little further, but let's do it on my terms. And that's what I'm doing now. So it's easy to get stuck in that marathon. But um, I think the reason we do is because we think that we have to look a certain way. We have to weigh a certain way. We have to do things a certain way. Everybody's body's different. And you know your body better than anybody else in this world. Listen to it and embrace yourself. Everybody's so beautiful. Diversity is a beautiful thing. And embrace your body. Embrace everything about it. I love the person who I am today. I love the person I become. I'm quite confident. I'm proud to be 175 pounds. I, when I set my world record in 2016 with Just Dance, the one with the most high dance high scores in 24 hours, I was 145 when I did my um, when I did my Just Dance world record in 2015. 138 hours of Just Dance overall longest video game marathon. I was 135. I was a size eight. And I was a size 10. And now I am a curvy size 10, 12, and 175 pounds. And you know what? It's beautiful. It's okay. I can still do my things that I love. And I just did last year um, Pokemon Go for 55 hours. And um, I don't even, it's, I don't look at the scale. I don't look at the size of clothes. If I like it, I buy it. Um, I don't worry about those things. What I worry about is can I athletically do what I want to do? If I can, then I'm healthy. And I think and that's I think a great, great point, point because for a lot of people, they get too focused on on the outside or they get focused on something that they see and they think that I have to look like that or have to be like that. But like you said, if you're working for yourself to do what you want to do to reach your own personal goals – and that can just be, hey, I like hiking and you don't have to run, you know, at any type of Olympic speed to do hiking. It's just you put in the work so that you can go and enjoy what you want to do. If you just want to play with your grandkids, you know, things like that, you put in the work to be able to do that. And that can often keep you from, you know, going back or feeling bad because you're not reaching some kind of goal, which you know, nowadays, who knows? It could be photoshopped, faked. You you have no idea what a person went through. But speaking as far as going through, could you just give us like a little sample when you were doing some of your marathons? Like what what does that feel like? What is going through your mind? Because I think sometimes, especially with the Internet, people are far too quick to see something and think I can do that or that's easy. <laughs> and it's like they have no idea yeah. until they do it, like even like streaming or something. They're like, oh, anyone can stream like they don't realize to be a successful streamer takes a lot. You know, doing podcasts takes a lot. For something that you do, it's a lot because it's physical, it's mental. So can you just give people who maybe don't understand but want to what it's like when you're there, you know, 12 hours in? How do you feel? How do you push through? You know, I'm so glad that you brought this question up. I started giggling there a little bit when you brought it because Every time someone does a clip on me, you know, in, a, in an article, most bizarre world records or Guinness World Records features me or, you know, after I do a world record, people always say, that's so easy. She played easy level. She wasn't even dancing. Or they'll, they'll, they'll say, she's really fat. How did she do that? You know, that's impossible. Or she's not a real gamer. She's a fake gamer because she's a teacher. I've, I've read every single comment you can possibly think of. But I have a good time with it. <laughs> and I laugh at it every time. So let me go into, um, uh, um, I'm a good sport. So, um, so 
what, you know, when you walk into a world record, you have to mentally know that you have trained and tried every strategy you can walking into that world record. You have to be confident because after the first 24 hours, it's no longer physical, LeBrock. It's a mental game. It's a mental game. And it's your mental strength that will take you to the bitter end. So you have to walk in there knowing that you walked in, you trained the best that you could. Um, you're the best prepared that you can because after 24 hours, it's no longer physical strength. It's how far can your mental strength take you? And there's going to be moments when you hit walls. I hit walls all the time in there. But again, it's about community. My world records have always been community world records. And my community, some of them, they have 80 volunteers at them, 150 at my at my uh, 138 just dance world record. And one point I thought I was going to give up during that world record. And I didn't even think I was going to break my previous one, which was 76 hours. I said, I don't even think I'm going to break that world record. And I, um, I was on a break. I always have a strategy with my breaks, by the way, too, when I take them and we stick to them. And I make my team yell at me if I want to take them beforehand. We won't go into that <laughs> or how I train. But I remember I told them, I said, guys, call the news media. I'm done. I'm not even going to break my previous world record um, that I did. I can't. I'm tired. And my feet are swelling. I was having problems with my stomach. And I have a very set nutrition system. And I remember everything that I had trained with my nutrition system wasn't working. And I started eating regular food and it had too much sodium and it made my feet swell. It wasn't what I had practiced, but it was all that I could keep down. So I was um, eating a lot of soups and soups has a lot of sodium and it just caused me to swell. And I said, I can't, I'm in so much pain and my back has given out. And I remember my team of volunteers huddled together and they said, we're not going to let you quit. They, they yelled at me and they said, we believe you can do this. And we're going to stay with you here till the bitter end. And it, they did that to me about three times. I had those walls, those moments. And I have to thank them because they saw me something at a moment when I didn't. And usually I don't give up. I mean, I, my back always goes out. You have to imagine you're doing a lot of cardio lifting and stuff. It's gone out with lots of pain. And we put heating presses on them and stuff and tape them. And every time I would sleep for a little bit, I said, I need to sleep. And I would take a 30 minute break and then I didn't want to get up. I wanted to sleep longer, which, you know, you can't. And they would yell at me and they would force me to get up. But while I was asleep, they would massage my muscles. But it's that power of that community. And you walk in there, you got to surround yourself with people who believe in you, who understand your dream and the impact that your dream has on others. And you have to have confidence as well. So I've always had confidence in my team who are recording everything and documenting them. And I know that they will pull me through when I need them to. And um, at the finale of that particular world record, the 138 hour one, we they put on Facebook. There was so many people that showed up to see the finale of that. My goal was 140 hours. I couldn't do the last two hours and everyone was begging me to. And I said, I just can't. My feet, you know, at 70 three hours, I think my feet went out and my back went out. So I was managed to go another 70 hours, you know, almost, uh, almost another 70, another 60 hours with pain. I was able to pull through that. I had tolerance for it, but I couldn't do the last two hours. And that was the first time I never made my goal, my personal goal. And I said, I, I said, I'm, I'm content. We, we made it this far. And so many people showed up 
that there wasn't even enough room for everybody in autos, video games, and more. In fact, there were so many people that we had to make a brigade around the camera equipment, which is required to document it for Guinness World Records to keep the equipment from following falling over because everybody was starting to push. And that's how many people showed up to see the finale. And um, how can you quit when you have that kind of love and support from your community? They're definitely community world records. And, and just setting your mind and walking in that you've got a great team that believes in you. Most of my team has been with me since the beginning and that you have trained the best you can with my personal trainer. I added my personal trainer in for that particular world record because I wanted to straighten my core up so my back wouldn't give out as bad and um, which is my dance instructor from my childhood. And then, you know, I trained the best I could. I tapered. I just I felt good. And we had a system for when the Xbox is overheated that would um, solved it. Um, normally they overheated after 14 hours. We got them to last 76 hours before they overheated that time. And then we only had to do one equipment change. So we, we just mastered everything that world record was just perfect. Wow. That's wow. just, it's, it's just amazing to hear. Cause I mean, that's, that's the thing, uh, physical and then mental when that kicks into that could be the hardest thing because you've already done a lot. It's not like you did nothing and then you gave up. You did a lot, but there's still a lot more. And then you push yourself to to go that extra mile. It's, it's as someone who just has had those things where in your mind it shuts shuts it down to be to see people push it through. It does it does inspire you to to be able to go back out there and give it a try. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you about is also with the attention that you've gotten. I mean, there's been a lot so much positivity that has been out there talking about your story and other people can see that and be inspired to start their own journeys. But do you ever feel sometimes that uh, with a lot of media coverage, it can be the a narrative can be shaped because unfortunately when it comes to weight loss, it seems that a lot of media and outlets want to shape a specific story. Like they always like whenever you see someone losing weight, they always want to show the person crying because they can't eat a hot dog or something like that. And then you come to find out that the person, that's, that wasn't the story that they were being able to tell. Do you feel that whenever you're out there and you tell your story that it has been represented correctly in the way you want it so that other people can see it and be able to learn from it? Yeah, I've, I've, everybody has been positive. Everybody has been truthful and told the story exactly that moment when it began in the arcade, when someone laughed at me, you know, it was about chasing that dream and what came with it was losing the weight. I have really never had any uh, negative experience with the media. They have been wonderful and beyond supportive, just as my school district has been beyond supportive and allowing me to um, introduce something new and roll with it. Um, they've been incredibly supportive. And um, yeah, the only thing I get is like, I, I, like I said, I read all the comments and I think it's, I just think it's fun, but I, I, you know, people have, they always, you know, that's with anything on social media, people put all their things and I just, um, I have a good time with it. I think it's, it brings me laughs, <laughs> but, but I have the media itself has always been supportive. I've had an opportunity to work with so many incredible companies. I worked with Dave and Buster's, Go Noodle, the Entertainment Software Association. I've worked with E3, Konami, Ubisoft, you name it. I've worked with so many different companies that um, 
I've been just blessed to have those opportunities and they allow me to tell my story in a different and present it in a different format, but it's always been the same. It's always been the same. And I've worked with companies like Nude Hydration and Zinsay Compression Socks. They've been one of my um, sponsors. So, um, yeah, it's been really incredible. Um, and then um, I've had the opportunity to, a couple of years ago, I won with the Thousand Dreams Fund. I was, um, it was really geared for younger women who are going into um, the broadcast her grant for Twitch streamers geared towards younger women. And I took my chance and I wrote to them and I said, but I'm also a professional gamer. And I think I was 42 or 43. And I said, we're being left out of this narrative and I need to update my equipment. I'm getting ready to set a Guinness world record. I was getting ready to do the Pokemon go one, um, the longest mobile app marathon with Pokemon go. And it, I couldn't believe it. They chose 10 people to win this grant to help them get equipment to become streamers on Twitch. Everybody was in their 20s or younger. And um, at 40, I think it was 42, I won, I got one of the 10th spot to help bring diversity for women who stream. And I couldn't believe that they actually listened to me <laughs> and that I won. And so I was very grateful to have that opportunity as well. So, you know, just just breaking down the doors, breaking down the barriers for women of all ages. When I went back to the Just Dance World Cup, the first year, the inaugural year, I went back there and I was chosen as one of the top 20 players in the world. I was already set a Just Dance World record at that point. My, I've only had set one. And I flew back there. Everybody was in their teens, 20s, and I think there was one person who was 30. I was 40 years old when I flew back there, or 39 years old, I was the oldest person to qualify for the Just Dance World Cup. And I lost, because again, accuracy isn't my forte, I'm more marathon, but I was grateful to have that opportunity. And I gave an interview with a station which is similar to 60 Minutes here. They actually followed me around for two days straight. And they asked me what I did wrong. I said, what did I do wrong? I said, I won. They said, no, you didn't. I said, no, I did win. I won because I made it here. I won because I broke the barrier for women my age. I won because they flew me here. I already won before I even set foot on that stage at the Just Dance World Cup. Because in any other situations, you look at competitive gaming and esports, women my age are not represented and they would not be on a platform that high. But I'm here, so I won, and women my age won too today. And that's why I told them. And so that's my new platform now is to give voice to women my age in esports. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time to tell us about, you know, your story, your journey, because I really think that there are a lot of people, like you said, both young and older who need to hear things like this, because often people are told that everything is in a certain time, like we have to live on a script and that, that just isn't how life is. Whether it's, you know, the actor who got their big break when they were in their 40s or someone who discovered their love for singing, at any time you can make that change to begin that journey. It doesn't have to start when you're, when you're young, but at the same time, if you are young and starting out, you gotta understand that it's gotta be something that you love as well as understanding the long journey that it can take. And I, I know that for things that I've loved, it doesn't matter how long it takes to achieve it because it's fun and it's great along the way. 
I'm, I'm sure you would agree with that too, right? It's, it's more about the journey than the destination. Absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't trade this narrative, my narrative, or anything in the world. It's had its ups, it's had its downs, it's had many obstacles, but it also made who I am today. And I love that person who I am today. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. With the way the world is today, it can often be hard to begin and especially to stay on a journey. You're constantly bombarded from all sides with what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to look, the way your life is supposed to go. But the truth is, wellness comes from within. You have to find that part of you that makes you happy, that makes you be able to wake up every day and make it the best day possible. Now there are people out there that can definitely help and maybe point you in that direction. But once you find what makes you happy, don't let anyone else deter you from that goal. Because as I said, weight loss, health, wellness is definitely a marathon. And for some, it's a marathon that won't end. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Art of Conversation. Until then, thank you for listening.